This is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, starting something awesome, and maybe even kicking your corporate stooge job to the curb in the process. My name is Dan Benjamin, and joining me here in the studio headquarters in Austin, Texas, HQ, is Hattie Cook. Hattie, welcome back to the program. Hi. Thank you for joining me today. Sorry to tear you away from building castles in Minecraft and yeah, it's all I, mob I grinders or whatever it is you're doing over there mob all day grinders. and uh, taking time out to join me on the show. So thank you for uh, for doing that. Of course. Yeah, I like that. You like, I like that? that sound? That's some paper. Ah. I have a lot of notes today because I have been preparing a lot for this show. Uh, all spawned by a question that I received about a week ago that I will save to make one of the... Uh, one of the later questions in the show, because it's going to detail a segment. What the the topic, the overarching topic for today's show, is uh, actually. You know what? I'll uh, let me do. We'll take. Jump we'll do in. this first. We'll start with this. I'll tell you what the question is, and then we'll come back to it. We'll circle back to it. Ah, it's what they call a uh, in the business. They call it a teaser. I like that. This is an email from Greg. And Greg says, "Dan, can you do a quit episode about the nitty gritty of starting a business? Paper." To form LLC, practical advice on stuff like that. Long-time listener, first-time caller, Greg. I don't. He didn't say if I could share his full name or not. So I just, I'm just going to err on the side of means... caution. I know it would say that we could, but I'm just. I, I don't know. I don't. You know, what if he's? What if he's sitting there at work and, and like, his boss oh, is no. looking over his just shoulder? He knows his boss listens to the show, and if I call him out, I'd be like. Greg, why are you? Why do you want to know about starting your own thing? What's up? What's this? You want to leave? You want to leave where you are? You leave? You hate the people you tell work you what, with? Tell you what. You want to leave? Go ahead and you know. Don't let the door hit you on the way out right now. <laughs> everyone's uh, boss listens to the everyone's show. boss listens. Everyone's boss should listen because then they'd <laughs> know where their employees' loyalty loyalties lie. We have done ninety nine of these shows, coming up on our hundredth and potentially final episode. Of quit problems. forever. So uh, it's it's Friday. It's August twelfth. It's five p.m. Are we going to tell people if it's really going to be the last show? We or here's are we how just they'll know. Be like maybe. <laughs> here's how they'll know if there are no more episodes after it. <laughs> then they'll know we're it was the last say bye episode. Or anything? I mean, we say goodbye at the end of every show. So we'll say goodbye at the that's end of that true. one. That's say all right. True. Thanks for tuning in for hundred episodes. Have a good one. And then that's it. Then they don't know. Then they come back. When is that 101 episode? When is that one? We might put a one. Maybe it's the next out. week. Like Dalmatians. Maybe it's never. Yeah. Corella DeVille. That'd be a great Halloween costume. I was uh, talking to a colleague of mine. Uh, one of uh, the, my developer, my, my child developer, I'll call him. <laughs> child and, uh, developer? Well, he's a junior. He's, he's a senior developer, but he's junior to me. Oh right, you're not so saying you hired a child. To he's de- not. To he's be not legally a child. Oh, okay. But my my uh, junior developer uh, on Fireside, right? Uh, he helped me figure out a. We kept getting. There's something I know. Everyone wants to hear this. There's some. There's a, a some kind of a thing called roll bar. Yes, roll bar, and it col- somehow. If you if there's an error message in production, it emails it, emails it to everyone. And I kept getting these emails every time there'd be an error. I'm like, dude, I don't want to get these emails anymore. He's like, yeah, you should probably turn that off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm asking you about. Turn it <laughs> off. 
He's like, oh, all right, here's, you need to disable this thing. So I disabled the thing, rebuilt the, uh, rebuilt the, the bundle, redeployed it, still getting the errors. Finally, he figures it out. He says, oh, you know what? You've got these sidekick jobs, these old processes that are running. They need to be manually restarted as well. And I see that you have, uh. disa- you have commented out the line in the deploy script that should be restarting. As I said, yes, now I remember. I, I remember doing that. I remember why I did that. So he fig- he figured this out, and he not, said, "Not so junior anymore." And he said, "Have you seen any more roll bar error messages today?" And I said, "Not nah, that, Amy, dog." That right? was my reply to him. And then he sent, and I'm leading <laughs> to something up with, with this. He then sent me a animated GIF or GIF, as you say, GIF of uh, something from the Olympics, which is going on right now. This is it shows a. Uh, a you know brief clip there's one guy wa- walking toward another guy both of them are wearing judo uniforms okay one's in blue one's in white and the guy in white is walking over to shake shake the hand of the guy in blue and the guy in blue is just sort of backing away from him like this <laughs> like, and then won't let of, him shake his hand and they won't shake his hand and i said what happened he's a judo guy from egypt refused to shake hands after getting beaten by israel judo guy much disrespect. So, uh, you know, this, this is interesting because I think, you know, this, this is the sportsman-like conduct type thing. You know, you, yeah. you want to be, be fair. When you've been beaten, it sucks, right? It, whether it's a competitor who got... I remember when I was building Corked with Dan Cederholm in, uh, in the 1920s. <laughs> and uh and he and I were working very hard to to add new features and come out with new stuff and we launched oh like a one week after this other company that was not really doing the same thing but similar uh, similar we were focusing on the social aspect the sharing so that I could say hey Hattie I went into this uh this wine store and I found this great bottle of wine and I'm going to put it in my cellar, which is what we called it on in Cork. I want to build Cork again. It was so good. And uh and and Ask put Gary. it in my cellar. <laughs> I would just call it something else. That's true. And uh you put it in my cellar and then I could like share it with you. Oh, you're on Cork too? Here. You know, here is this this wine that I've tried and you should try it too and you say, "Oh, look." And then you could write a little review of it and things like that. This other company came out and their focus wasn't so much on the sharing aspect as much as it was of just like recording the wine that you have. The wine you have. I have these eight bottles and here's my review of them. But see, that's, I feel like you could do that with just a book and a piece of paper. Oh, you could, you could, but this was online. Anyway, they came, they came out with it. And you got to remember this is before Twitter. This is before Facebook was a thing. I mean, this is a billion years ago. And uh, they came out and like it was like a week or so before we came out. So they came out and then like we launched our thing like a week later. And I was very pissed off about them. Like, you know, these guys, no one had heard of them. No one had done anything. But then now they're getting all the press. So now because we're coming out on time on the schedule that we planned on all along right. without any knowledge of these jokers. Without any awareness of these uh, fools. <laughs> that. 
Now we're going to look like, oh, we came out after them. We we suck. But see, I feel like we're, a week after the you're also, fine. Oh, maybe it was two weeks, whatever it was. But it, still, like, you couldn't build what you had built in two weeks. No, it's but, not like you but, copied no, them. Exactly my point. But the whole thing is we look, oh, well, they, uh, these guys the also one, have. Right. Look, the second new website to come out about wine. And, no. I don't want to be the second one. I don't want to be another been one. Working on it longer. But clearly we had because it was much better. The the only thing that made me feel better it, about it was that two websites covered it. One of them was a relatively new site called TechCrunch, Aww. which was a big site. A lot of people knew it. And another one was this brand new site that just started. It was one guy working out of his apartment uh, named Mashable was the name of the site. Just brand new. His name and, is Mashable. Uh, yeah, Pete, uh, whoever. And he he said, um, Dan Cedarholm said, oh, like Mashable linked to us. I'm like, what is that? I don't even care about that <laughs> site with eight visitors. Who right. cares about Mashable? Uh, I, we got to get on TechCrunch. Now they're, they're talking about this other site. They t- were writing an article about the other site. Press releases. So I looked at the other the, the comments, hundreds of comments, all of them saying, yeah, dude, you should really have written this about Cork. Cork <gasps> is better. Aww. Cork has this. Cork has that. So there were people uh, all in the comments you. saying, really, you should go. But of course, no one reads a comment except me. I feel like back then, people read comments. Oh. Now, no one does. Anyway, so that was, you know, <laughs> I guess in that situation, I was the Egyptian uh, judo guy who didn't want to shake hands. But uh, so I understand that. But what I learned from that experience was obviously be, be first because it's better. And second, if someone else comes out right before you, be angry at them, but then channel the anger into making a better product. And ours was a better product and continued to be a better product until we sold it to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who then did nothing with it. And shame on you, Gary. Hear that, Gary? (laughs) I should rebuild. I should contact Dan Cedarholm. What's Dan Cedarholm doing now? He he made Dribble, which was a monumental. He's here in Austin, right? No. No, he's still I up in Salem. Feel like he's in Austin. He's he would do well but here, but that's only because we see him once a year. And we see him at South uh, by South Southwest by. at the <laughs> Dribble like, Meetup. He's here. Right. Whenever you're interested in seeing him, he happens he's to there, be here, right. so therefore he is. Therefore, here. he lives here. That's right. Uh so he he built Dribble, which is if you don't know, if you're not in the design community, it's probably I will say the number one community for designers to share their work. Yep. Monumental effort. He did a fantastic job building this thing. And now what's he doing? He built it. He's sitting back. He's kayaking all the time. He's he's sitting around. I don't know what he's doing up there. What are you doing? Living Salem? life. Practice witchcraft. Yeah. He's a witch. I'm pretty sure he's a witch. He's a witch. He's got the hat. <laughs> he doesn't want anyone to know this, but he's a witch. Yeah. And so I should reach out back out to him and say, listen, I know you're not doing anything up there. You're flying around on a broom or whatever. You Lots know, of black cats. Black cats chewing tobacco or whatever witches do. <laughs> and I've never listen, heard of just rebuild court with me. It'd be great. We could use well, Facebook whatever as authentication. It. We built it once before. How hard could it be to build it again? It'd be better. His design was great. Anyway. It'll be like a... What do they call that? A throwback? Be like throwback now, Thursday. We build it in one day. <laughs> you have to build it on build a Thursday. One day. And release it. You have to build it and release it on Thursdays. Dan, can you do a quick episode about the nitty gritty of starting a business? Paper to form LLC. Do you think he means paper to forming an LLC? Like 
the idea on paper to forming or what papers do you need? I what think, papers? I think do you need? both. I like when people are writing, they mean to write clothes and they write, they spell it cloths. cloths. That's one of my favorite things. I like things. to pronounce it like, what cloths are you going to wear yeah, today? Yeah, what cloths are you wearing? Oh, I'm, I'm wearing this kind of shirt. <laughs> I'll bring some of... fresh cloths. No, I, I'm going to do something a little a little different for today's episode because he I didn't write cloths. I know I don't have an opportunity to to do this on the show that I do with, uh, but I would like to promote a show that I do with John Roderick. Hattie, could you add this? To I the was show just notes? thinking about John Roderick. It's uh, who isn't? Yeah, it's called Roadwork. It's a show that I do with John Roderick. I believe we're into thirty something episodes that we've done. Hattie, could you add the latest episode? Uh, I because I feel like our latest episode is an excellent jumping in point. Well, I was there for the live the live show, and mm-hmm. I was cracking up. You saw my face; yeah. I was crying the whole time. You were crying, and you weren't you weren't even happy. <laughs> no, I was very happy. Oh, that's what that was. Uh, this isn't, but happy. this is an email from Zach who writes in, and he says uh, about road work. He says this is to me. He says, "Great episode." Dan, you're the best in the business. That's his feedback on roadwork. So let that's like me. I want to put this up as as uh, re- the only review. It? Yes, the take only, that art out of the frame. The only review about roadwork that I need is Dan. You're the best in the business. That's about the show. That's it. So anyway, go check out that show. I want to promote it a little bit on the last of these these two quit episodes that we're doing. Right, by leaving John out so <laughs> Nothing could blindingly. make me happier. Nothing could make me happier. <laughs> so uh, I want to uh, I want to mention that show. It's a fun show to uh, to check out. You will and, laugh the whole time. And I'm gonna I am gonna do some additional emails, but that's the topic of today's show is the the <laughs> Dan, nitty, you're the, best. the Dan you're the best. No the nitty gritty of starting uh, starting a business because we talk a lot about running a business. And I know that I've spoken in the past about starting a business, but I get so many emails about this. Right. People asking me for practical advice, not uh, not what form do I need to file with the IRS, although we might talk about that a little bit. See, I think that's what he means. Like, I know he does, but I, practical advice that will include that. I'm not just going to sit here, well, the first step is applying on this site and getting the form here. I will have those links in the show notes. I will put them in the show notes, okay? But what I'm talking about is is the the practical advice of this is uh, should you do an LLC or an S corporation and why? If you decide to do this one, what what forms will you need? What will you need to do? What do you need to is it a bank account and what's a DBA? Can I start with just a DBA? all of this stuff? Why it's bad to commingle funds? I'm going to answer all these questions I get over the years. I've been compiling a, a long list. But we also have some other emails that we're going to have to get through. There's a lot. Maybe what we should do for our 100th episode is an all list. That's what I'll do. I'll do the business thing on this episode. And then on the 100th episode, it'll be all, all emails. emails. So if you have an email and you're aware we'll do that like a two hour cl- maybe close the, out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll make white Russians like, uh, like we all used to. We all Anthony. used to. When we used to have the other folks that worked out of our office. Shloki. We used to have them we come in Shloki. and we do quit. And we should just have everybody on. We'll make white Russians, even though I can't have that anymore. Because of the cream. Because <laughs> of the cream. Yeah. No, not the alcohol part. You're the dairy cream. free. Yeah. But I have almond milk now. Make a white yeah. Russian with an almond milk. Yeah. Where's our they vomiting make Bailey's sound? Bailey's almond now. That was good. Let me tell you about Linode. Linode, that's where we host. We host everything, especially the new stuff that I've done with Fireside. Fireside.fm. I can finally say that I can reveal the true domain name. 
It's fireside.fm. It's not .io. I've had that as a placeholder. You tricked everyone. <laughs> I have the FM, the .fm, fireside.fm. That's where you can go to sign up and, and have your, uh, your podcast hosted. And all of that is Do on it. Linode. All of that is on Linode. They're a hosting company. They have high-performance Linux servers. Starting at, uh, what is it, Hattie, 10 bucks a month? 10 bucks a month? I believe so. All the web, you can spend, you can have your whole infrastructure there like we do. All of our servers, node balancers, web service, database servers, you name it. It's all up there. If you're building an application, you're looking for a place to host your files, your stuff. Boom! Linode! They have it all. Lightning quick servers in the cloud, super fast 40 GPS network, automated backups, node balancers, managed services. They've even got guides with step-by-step instructions. So if you're, you know, you want to run this thing yourself, you want to be your own sysadmin, you're like, oh, cool. But you know what I've never done? I've never installed uh, an SSL certificate before. I've never tightened up uh, security on SSH. They've got guides for everything. They've got a control panel, 99.9% uptime, 24-7 support experts, all the tools you need to get the job done, done right the first time. And now they're offering two gigabytes of RAM for only 10 bucks a month. And you can even pick have your servers in the data center that's close to you in america europe asia you name it special url support the show and the hard work that we do over here linode l-i-n-o-d-e linode.com slash five by five and use the promo code five by five for ten dollars credit which you can't beat you won't find a better deal than that on the uh, surface of the planet earth linode.com slash five by five go check them out support the show all right. So where do you start with this? People come to me and they say, I want to start a business. And I say, <laughs> don't put the cart before the horse, my friend. Are you sure that you need to start a business? My philosophy is this. And listen, listen to me, Hattie. Hear me now and believe me later. Oh, I'm listening. There's a philosophy in, in martial arts. You won't hear this talked about outside of martial arts circles. So I'm letting you in on a little... That's a little private thing. All right. You ever heard the expression, I know you're going to say no. (laughs) React like a bird. Have you ever heard that? No. Did you just make it up? I did not. This is well known in martial arts circles. And that is, okay. Imagine you're in. You hear a loud noise, jump immediately and fly away. Well, (laughs) imagine you're driving in your car in a parking lot and Uh there's all these stupid dove pigeons right flying around. Probably not doves. (laughs) No, there's a little gray doves that sit out there. They're not pigeons, they're little doves. Yeah, those things. Okay, yeah. Morning doves? That's what they're called. But you know, they hang out with the pigeons sometimes. And as you're driving. Yeah. Uh, Let's say it's a pigeon. If you want, fine. Call it a pigeon. <laughs> it, they have doves too. But there's pigeons that'll be there. And, and you're driving your car and you see these pigeons sitting there. In the road. They're not even moving. They're not doing like, anything. The car they're sitting is there, coming. And you're driving, you're driving, you're driving. You're going like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> and you're like, are they going to move? Are they going to move? And at the l- last second that's possible for them to move, they fly away. They're fine. But only when you're like there within a millimeter for those in the UK, a millimeter away from being killed, that's when they move. That's my philosophy in business. Interesting. Okay. Don't do anything until the very last possible moment that you can do it. And when you do it, have not a plan like to do it. Not in a procrastinate way. No, not a procrastinate <laughs> way. But in, in the way that when you do fly away, 
They don't just fly randomly. They fly into the little tree that's right now. They had a plan all along. They just didn't want to have to do anything until there was no other alternative until the last minute they had to do it. That's a good way to run business in a way. That doesn't mean, so here's what I mean. Let me explain that. It doesn't mean don't think ahead. It doesn't mean don't plan ahead. Not at all. Absolutely have a plan. It means don't take action until you must. So here, here's, especially in, in things like this, a lot of people will say, well, I want to go and do my own thing. I want to go and start a business. Somebody, and it's always the designers, PHP developers who call, who I'm in field A, I want to be in field B, and field B is always web development, right? And they think, oh, I need to, and it, this is all part of procrastination, Annie. It's all part of the way of, well, I want to start a business, so in order to start a you know, do my own thing. I now I it's, have to go incorporate and I have to go do this. And I have to go do this. <laughs> you don't though. Right. That's like buying like, I need a new stapler for the new desk on my, you know, because I'm going to be freelancing and I think I'm going to need some new notepads too. And you're like, okay. <laughs> it's that I will put this into the show notes. Hattie, where can people go to find the show notes for this uh, program? They're going to be going to 5by5.tv slash quit slash 99. This thing has almost 4 million views, the YouTube video that I linked, which is called Procrastination, Tales of Mere Existence. And it's the one where the guy wants to get my stuff done. I wanted to get my stuff done. And it's about how he spends his entire day. It's a oh, drawing, a little drawing this. about getting it. his stuff done. So it's my philosophy is this only get the kind of infrastructure, business infrastructure that you will truly need. So, for example, when you're just starting out, you may have a neat name that you want to use for your company. You know, um, you may say, oh, I, I want to start a podcast business. I'm going to call it five by five. Do you need right away to go and get some kind of LLC or S corporation or whatever? And we'll talk about what those are later. Do you need to do that? My, my guess, my answer is no. Unless you're immediately accepting money. Even if you're immediately accepting money, right, Hattie, you, you might not to. Right, because you can transfer funds Yeah, after. so let me, let, let's, oh, let's yes. break all this down. Do you need to go to the trouble to hire an accountant uh, or a tax <laughs> attorney and get them to file a corporation for you and open that? The answer is no. And I'll, I'll explain some good first steps to do this. Now, if you already have business experience or if you're entering into some kind of... Uh, official partnership with someone or if you've right, already discussed something. investment from from people who are going to be giving you money or something if you're already talking, that far ahead right. then then chances are yes you will probably want to go and get an LLC or an S corp but if this is like you and, and you're, you're thinking of soap, doing some freelancing right. or making soap or whatever and you're like wow I've been selling this this at the farmers market I sell it every single weekend people are buying stuff on my online site it's time this is going to be my full time thing now maybe or maybe not even that Hattie maybe it's like I think I want to get into this web development line of work and I think I want to start doing projects what do you need to do it chances are all you really need is something called a, a DBA. This is different from a database administrator. Or a Dan Benjamin something. Right. This is, <laughs> uh, this is something called a uh, doing business as. It might also be called a fictitious name. Which they, sounds bad, but it's not. They generally call it a, a, a DBA. Now, in most states, and, and I, okay, so here's my disclaimer. I am not 
a tax attorney. I'm not any kind of attorney. I'm not a CPA. I'm not qualified to tell you any of this except that I've done all of this wrong many times and I've done it right a few times and this is based on my experience. So I, I guess there's some kind of disclaimer where like legally go and hire someone who who is uh, qualified by the state to give you advice on this kind of stuff. Right. This so I've said that disclaimer. As... This is Dan's advice, not the advice of a professional legal blah, blah, blah. But in most states, I want to say almost all the states, maybe all the states, if Hattie, let's say that you wanted to start your own design business, you could go right now and without with, without any kind of um, legal process or anything like that, you could start doing business today as like Hattie Cook Designs. Cool. Probably not Cook Designs, but Hattie Cook Designs or Dan Benjamin plumbing, whatever it is, you you put the name of the service or you could do designs by Hattie Cook. You could do that right. too. These are all things you don't That's need. why you probably see like flowers by Sherry and things like that. If it, if it includes the first and the last name, that you don't need anything to do that, you know, and the example you always hear would be like John Smith painting or something like that. Right. You, you, you don't need anything. You can name your business that and the government will uh, consider that to be what's called an assumed name. You might still need to get a business license. I'll talk about that later. Licensing, permitting, maybe even a, uh, an employer tax ID if you decide to hire someone. But that could, John Smith Plumbing, you don't need anything special to right. do that. Now, if you wanted to call it instead um, Awesome awesome Plumbing, you know, not ink, but just Awesome Plumbing or um, Best Painters or something like that, right. Sun and Sun Moving. For that, you still don't need an LLC. You still don't need an S-corporation. Right. But you do need something called a fictitious name registration or a DBA doing business as. So what – and these, by the way, and the reason I mention this is getting a fictitious name or a DBA is typically far, 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 far less expensive. Oh, yeah. Than getting – than actually registering and becoming a corporation, a corporate entity of some kind or other. Um in in many states, a fictitious name might cost tens of dollars, maybe a hundred dollars, and and right. typically they last for many years. They might last for five. They might last for ten years. One fictitious name re- registration that does reserve the name for you. So if there's already a Hattie Cook Design fictitious name, you won't be able to register it. Right. But uh, again, you're not registering that as your domain. That would be like called like best designs or whatever. Right. There might already be one or there might be a corporation using that name, in which case you might not be able to use it. But you could go out there and register this for very, very cheaply. And what what does this mean? This means you can now go and get a business card printed up that's called Best Plumbing and you can accept checks right, that's exactly under the name Best say. Plumbing. People can write checks out to that and you, will, you can deposit it into that. Now, and, and that's the next topic is... Where do you put the money? One of the most common mistakes that I see from people who are starting their own businesses is that they just take the check. They just take the check and they put it into their bank account. Their personal bank account. Right. And this could be the case where like if your friend says, hey, you know, um, you're a – you're a programmer, right? You can write some code for me. And you say, sure. And they write you out a, uh, they write you out a check and they write it out to Dan Benjamin and you put it and go and put it in your personal account. Why is that bad? Well, technically that's okay. You're getting paid. You're putting it into your account. But 
if you're planning on operating a As business, a business. It's much, much cleaner to open up a new bank account and that new bank account has this money in that. And then when you want to, uh, you want to take money out of it, then you would write yourself a check or if the accounts are linked in your online banking, you can just do a transfer. But what it does is it makes it very clear that this is business money Right. versus not business You don't money. want to mix those You two don't things. want to mix those because then you can say, oh, you know what? I needed to go and buy a stapler. I'm using that stapler for uh, for business work. I'll use this checkbook or I'll use this debit card or this Visa card or whatever it is. And all of that ties into the business. This doesn't matter when you're only making a few thousand dollars a year. But if you're making tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, then by then- The IRS starts paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And people always say, oh, well, if I run my own business, I can deduct it. I can, I can claim this office I can, as a deduction. That's like the oldest thing. It's like a joke. Like the first thing you'll say to your accountant is, well, can I claim my office? There are so, first of all, the IRS looks very skeptically at, at that now, number one. Number two, if you, uh, if you are going to claim an office for like a business deduction, first of all, the money that you're going to get from that is so minimal. Oh, it's yeah. not enough to even justify it in most cases. But then the, the second part of that is, it needs to be 100% dedicated to the business. So here's an example. If you have a room in your house where you put your computer and you go in there and that's where you do your Hattie Cook design work, right? But you also watch TV in there or you do yoga in there or that's, you know, that's where you do your paper craft, right? right. It, is, it cannot be claimed or deducted as a home office because you use it for other things. That invalidates that. Now, could the IRS prove that you do yoga in there? Well, probably they're not going to send someone to see if there's a yoga mat in there. That you could remove in three seconds. Right. But <laughs> it's it's that's a simple fact that like it has to be 100% dedicated dead. to It's that. almost not always worth it. Now, if you're hiring a good accountant, which you should, to do your taxes and they want to put that down, that, oh, you work from home, do you have a dedicated space? Yes, and they'll put it down. That's fine. But I'm just saying like that shouldn't be why your eyes should light up and be like, oh, I can save a lot of money. You're not going to save no. a lot of money. Uh, doing that kind of thing. You'll save a lot of money by not paying rent for an office. Yes, definitely <laughs> true. Uh, but getting this DBA, this doing business as, and I'll put a link, uh, I'm going to try and put helpful links to all of this stuff in the show notes. Show notes are going to be at 5by5.tv slash quit slash 99. Neat, huh? So you'll go there and you'll find all of these uh, all of these links in there. Now, one of the things that uh, that people also uh, ask me about a lot is is this next step, which is uh, I'm I'm not sure if uh, if 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 I'm ready to uh, get an LLC or get an S corporation, how do I know that uh, that uh, that it's time for me to do that? How do I know that it is the right time to do this? Well. If you're already out there and you're taking money and you're providing some kind of business service, you've got a DBA or not, you are running what's called a sole proprietorship. You're already doing that. Uh, I remember the first sole proprietorship that I ever had was when I was, uh, I think I was just out of college and I was building PCs for people. I've talked about this job in many, many of these 99 episodes I've done in the past where I started a little business and I was building computers for people. And I would go to, there was a place in town called uh, Computer Warehouse. It was run by uh, 
by Chinese people who had uh, very close ties with the manufacturers in wherever they were in a a Chinese-speaking nation so that they could get all of these components that were being already being made already (laughs) being made there they could bring them over very very cheaply and so that my cost to build the same pc with potentially better specs better hardware bigger hard drive faster graphics card uh higher quality everything customized case everything uh would be maybe a quarter to a third of the cost of what you would get if you were going with you know gateway or dell or one of those companies and it would be better stuff. So I could go there. I could pay a quarter of what it would cost to build the computer uh, or buy the same computer from one of these big companies. I could then put it together, assemble it, install Windows on it, and sell it to somebody at two-thirds the cost of what they would be getting it from one of these other companies for. I would make a bunch of money to do that and they would save a bunch of money to do it. Now, eventually that became everybody's business model and it was impossible to compete. But I did that simply by going and registering a fictitious name, calling myself a sole proprietorship, and then going and getting registered in my state, which at the time was Florida. In order for me to go and buy those components, I needed essentially a license to do that. I needed a um, uh, special tax thing that allowed me to collect sales tax from uh, the people that I was selling there's to. There's so many little things that you never think about right. as a business. Now, I, I needed to collect sales tax because I was selling a thing. Now, if you're providing physical a service item, yeah. and you're not selling a physical item, it's likely that you won't have to collect sales tax on anything because in most, most cases, services are not taxed. Right. Uh, but uh, if you're selling a physical thing, then you must actually go in and collect sales. So I had to do that. I'm sure if you're performing a service like plumbing or something like that, you have you to don't like have register. To taxes, but you have to register. As like, I am... Licensed to do plumbing on a home. (laughs) That's exactly correct. So depending on the kind of service that you are uh, going to be performing, it is very likely that you will have to register under that. Now, when most places require a business license. So you have to go and you have to get a business license. And usually this is just another way for the state to suck more money uh, away from you. And they and, give you a piece of paper. give you a piece of paper. Now, everything is is different. So I found there's a really cool website. It's um, it's the Small Business Administration, sba.gov. So a bunch of the links that you're going to find are on sba.gov. But what's really ha- uh, handy is they have a really cool thing that gives specific filing requirements for every different state in the union. Oh, that's so, really nice. Um, so if, you, if for, for example... Um, uh, you know, I'm looking at, at Texas here. The, there is a basic um, form that you need to fill out that says, I'm going to be doing business here. And that's basically all you need to do in Texas. Other states are much more involved. You need to get certain kind of other licensing. And then, like you mentioned with plumbing, there are specific right, regulations like around plumbing, plumbing and all of this. Yes. So learning what you're going to be doing and what you need to do, that's very important. Right. Now, in my the case- Service it, is going to be much easier. <laughs> yes. Services are, are uh, typically much, much easier. Now, let's say that you've done that stuff and you're now at the point where maybe you want to- do this full time, or you're now generating real money, tens of thousands of dollars, not a couple thousand bucks every few months, but 
real money where you may say, you know what, I think I want to do this full time. This is going to be my full time thing or I'm making as much doing this as I am uh, with my full time job or I think I might or I want to hire someone or companies, bigger companies are coming to me and they want to pay me. And they're saying, you know what, it sure would be nice if you were like a company because then we could write you out a check and it'd be like writing out a rent check. We wouldn't have to deal with all this extra paperwork and 1099s and all that nonsense. So how can can you do that? What is the, the next step there? And that's when you might want to consider forming a corporate entity of one kind or another. Now, before I tell you about that, I would like to tell you about Wealthfront. Wealthfront makes it easy for anyone to get access to sophisticated, diversified, long-term investment. That's what they do in plain English. They don't charge any trading commissions. They're completely free for accounts under $10,000. That means you're going to take your money, you're going you're to put it into your Wealthfront account. They're going to invest and reinvest it in, in their very, very carefully selected list of index funds. And they're going to do they're darndest to make sure that you make money. This is not a, a day trading kind of operation. This is for your retirement. It's for longer term investments. It's for your kids, you know, that kind of thing. But they've got really, really good technology behind the scenes. And they've got really, really smart folks making this all work. So much to the point that they're managing nearly $3 billion in client assets for people. So it's not like it's just going to be, you know, you and uh, and some dude in a basement in San Francisco, like putting their <laughs> money in there. Three billion dollars. What also makes them unique is that they only charge 0.25% per year on assets above that $10,000 mark. That's very, very low by industry standards. And uh, you can start with as little as 500 bucks. Their average investment amount is 60,000. But you can start with 500 bucks. And getting started now is, is super important. The sooner you start, the more money you'll wind up saving. So go to Wealthfront.com slash 5 by 5 And if you go to that special URL, they will manage your first $15,000 entirely free of charge. So in addition to never paying commissions or hidden fees, you won't pay any management fees on your first fifteen k ever. So go to Wealthfront.com slash 5 by 5 support the show, support yourself. It's a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing you can do. Now, Ah, it's time to start a company, isn't it? You've realized that for one reason or another, this is this is something you want to do. And you've heard people say, oh, you got to do it. You got to do an LLC. LLC, that's, that's, the, that's the thing to do. And you've heard other people say, you know what? No, it's, it's not an LLC unless you're like uh, some kind of crazy kooky startup thing. Just go and do a regular S-Corp. Well, you're saying, wait a minute. First of all, what's the difference? Second of all, why also, do I even want this? What's the real advantage? So let me tell you some advantages of starting a, a company. And then I'll tell you the downsides. The, the, the primary upside has to do with liability and protecting yourself from liability. Now, an S-Corp and an LLC, both of them more or less shield you from Many kinds of liabilities, not all, and in some cases, they don't completely shield you. But the purpose of something like this is for your own protection. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to come up with that many scenarios for this because there are a whole lot of them. But 
if if you do something or say something or make a mistake or or don't make a mistake, but a company gets angry or a person gets angry and they want to sue you for everything you've got, it's not really possible for them to sue you for everything you've got. They have to sue the company because it's through the company that you're performing those services or doing that work or selling those goods. So they might be able to sue the company for everything it has, but they can't get to your personal to you. stuff. Yeah. They couldn't, in, in again, like do the thing where you talk to a lawyer. But typically they couldn't come and get your house and your car, but they could take, you know, they could sue the company for the value of the company, which is a whole different thing. It's just one extra layer of protection. It is. And it's a big one. Um. But that makes you, in general, not personally liable for, for business debts, business liabilities. Uh, LLCs and S-Corps are separate legal entities. What that means is it's almost like a person, right? A, a, the legal entity will have a, uh, a separate – it doesn't have a social security number. It has what's called an EIN, an employee, an employer identification okay. number, also known as a federal identification number. It's like a social security number. If you do same anything number with of business digits, taxes, they ask for they it. They ask for <laughs> it. And that is the, um, the social security number for the company. And you apply for that through the IRS when you're starting your company. And that allows you to basically, that makes it into an entity so you said, I've registered this corporation with my state and now federal government, I'm telling you about it and you are issuing me this number. This number basically brings this thing to life and allows you to, uh, it, it will have to pay taxes essentially. Now, how it pays taxes is a little bit different. Each of these pay taxes in, in a different way. There is this term, you've probably heard before, a pass-through tax entity. Isn't that a great term, pass-through tax entities? Um, the, the way that this works, and again, it, it changes a little bit based on the state, but an S-corp, uh, and there's a reason why it's called an S-corp, but an S-corp is kind of like a a small think of the s as being for small company it's <laughs> small uh corporation. It, it's different from a c corporation right so if you think of like apple or you know sears or gm like those are c corporations if it's a one person company or a few people in the company frequently that's an s corporation uh, i'm not probably going to get into too much of that on this episode but Simply know that if you're doing it, you're, you're going to be doing an S-corporation. You might be doing an LLC. Um, the difference is an S-corporation, you have to file. It has to file its own business tax return every year. It's a corporation. It's an entity. It's a living thing. It also has to file a business personal property tax, too. Yes, in many cases, it would have to do that. But it is its own true entity. Okay. An LLC, typically, you're only filing a, a business tax return if there's more than one owner of the LLC. Right. Otherwise, it, you don't have to do a separate tax return on that. Now, in both cases, um, the business is not paying income taxes. Right. You, as the owner of the business, will be paying, and, and the profit or loss of the business is passed through to your 
own personal tax return. Any taxes that you owe or refunds that you get for the business are handled through your own personal tax return. So even though the S-Corp is filing a tax return, you don't have to pay income tax as a business. Ah. Okay. So the difference is, so think of Apple being probably, I'm sure they're a C corporation. Steve Jobs, when he ran Apple, now Tim Cook, Apple's profit and loss is not being paid on Tim Cook's personal tax returns, (laughs) right? No. But five by fives, they're paid on mine because this is a small business. We're an LLC. This is a small business. So if we make money, if we lose money, that's being reported through the business, but it's my personal tax returns are where I will pay that or, or get a refund right. back. That makes it a lot easier for your account. It makes it a lot easier for you. And it saves a, a heck of a lot of money because if the business was having to pay income taxes and you were also having to pay income taxes separately, that's you're paying taxes twice. Right. So the LLC and the S-Corp election, the S-Corp version of the corporation uh, saves you from having to do that. Because they see you as one person. It's You're basically, yeah. this is a separate entity, but it's you're filing for it. Now, some, comp, some states make you file annual reports. Some have fees that go with it, and those vary based on the state, so I can't answer any about that. Um, now, the IRS restricts how many people can own an S corporation, how many people can be involved in that. It, you're limited by the IRS and what they can do. Um, but a limited liability corporation, li- limited liability company can do whatever the heck you want. Unlimited number of people involved. They don't call them owners. They call them members mm. in an LLC. You're a member of an LLC. An S corp, you have owners and those are people who have shares. You can have a hundred of them. That's still a lot though. I was going to say that is still a lot. <laughs> but if you're talking about it, how many people, how many human beings in the world do you think own shares of Apple stock? Millions, right? right. Millions of people. Hundreds of thousands at least. Lots of people. Way more than 100. So that's why if you're going like to be, to, anyway, if you're going to IPO, you're going to be a C corporation. You can convert from both an LLC and an S corp into a C corp if right. you need to. We'll so get if to you're that like, later. I'm just starting out and I just want to start out with an S-Corp. You want to do an S-Corp or an LLC? Um, there's some other weird things like that. Um, an LLC, you can have non-US citizens as members of an LLC. S-Corps, you can't. S-Corps okay. cannot be owned by C-Corporations or other S-Corporations or LLCs or partnerships or trusts. But LLCs can. Okay. So if you think you're going to be easily, if you are poising yourself to be acquired by something else, the typical advice I've always heard is make an LLC because it's easy for an, a C corporation to just, oh, we'll to just buy them. Get we'll just right. buy them. Instead it's of easy. like, oh, first you have to not, right. you have to become an LLC. And then you can have, LLCs can have as many subsidiaries as they want. What's a subsidiary? It's where you sort of launch another little branch little branch or a little 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 company 
uh, as corporations, you have the all these internal formalities, like you have to have uh, bylaws and you have to issue stock and you have to hold shareholder meetings. Even if it's just you by yourself <laughs> in your room, you are required to have share at least annual if not quarterly shareholder meetings. So let me, this is, you're going to think this is funny, but when I used to have an S corporation, I had to log that I had held a share, even though it was just me, I had had a shareholder meeting <laughs> and I had, I had it at 5 PM on this Monday. Right. And it lasted, Every month? Right. it lasted for one minute. And I said, you know, here's our shareholder meeting. This is me. I'm here. I'm present. Looking at I'm, the I'm numbers. Done. Now I'm done. I'm done now. <laughs> but I had to log it by law. So if I ever got, audited by the IRS, I would have to be able to prove that I had that shareholder meeting. So I logged it. A lot it. of formalities that you have to like, you can't just be like, eh, that's dumb. I don't have to. No, just do it. Right. LLC is much more kind of lax with that. You're still supposed to log some stuff, but eh. It's kind of just easier. And LLC is if you have multiple people in there, you know, you can have members, they can be involved in the day-to-day stuff. They don't have to be, but S-Corps, like you have directors, you have officers. When you have an S-Corp, I was the CEO, even though I wasn't really elected. I was elected. I was elected by a hundred percent of the shareholders unanimously, which were all me <laughs> electing me. But like, they, that's the deal. Like right, you I have was to say the that. officer. I was the the CEO of that company. It sounds dumb. You're like, well, I'm the CEO of it. But like, that was my title. Right. Like, that's fancy. Like, right. no, but really I am. But like, technically <laughs> it was. Now, as with an LLC, you, you can call people your- whatever you want. You don't even have to give them a, a title. This is whatever you want to call them. Um, with uh, the last couple differences are some of the most important ones. An S corporation, if you have stock... It's transferable. So I could transfer that stock to somebody else if I wanted. If I was an owner, if I had that stock, I could give it or transfer it. As long as you're meeting like the IRS obligations, you could give it to someone else, transfer it to someone else. Um, LLC memberships, which is their own version of ownership, usually you cannot transfer it and it has to be approved by other members. It depends but so like there's more restrictions on that kind of thing. And the last thing is when it comes to self-employment taxes. Self-employment taxes are usually better with an S corporation than with an LLC because the owner is treated as an employee and has to get paid a salary. A what they call a That's reasonable not of the LLC. No, it's S corp. S corp. You okay, so like if if you have if you have like a mm, okay if you have an S corporation let's say and the, and you and and you just did a big project and you get paid a hundred thousand bucks the S corporation does that hundred thousand bucks goes into the bank account for the S corp and you're like all right let's go party like let's do some you have to pay yourself a salary out of the S corp to get that money it's coming to you out of a salary. You can't just, well, I'm just going to throw 100000 bucks into my own personal account now. It has to be documented and shown. You can bonus yourself. You can give yourself a distribution from that money. Right. You will have to pay taxes on that money, of course. But all of that is, uh, is, 
it, it, it has to be like shown and documented and distributed in, in the correct way as usually as a salary. And you have to, if an S corp, you have to pay yourself a salary from it. And it has to be a reasonable salary for the kind of work that you're doing. Right. It's not like a hundred percent. Right. So, but, but here's, here's the deal. Let's say that you are a software developer and you start, um, you start an S corporation and you're paying yourself a salary and the business is bringing in a bunch of money and you're doing work and you might think to yourself, you know what? I don't want to pay any taxes this year. Like I don't, I don't want to pay any income taxes. That's stupid. I'm going to pay myself $20,000 a year. That's it. My whole salary, 20 grand, even though we brought in $500,000. Right. That's not a reasonable salary. You have to look and say, what would a software developer of my experience level be getting paid here in this state where I live, in this city? Oh, they would get $150,000. I need to pay myself $150,000. Now, obviously you don't if the money's not coming in, but like that's what you should be paying yourself because if you get audited or looked at by the IRS... They're going to say that's not a reasonable salary. You're not paying yourself enough. Right. LLCs, they they don't have uh, they don't have that, and you don't have to worry about unearned income being subject to self employment taxes. So, I know this this sounds this is why my advice is always like investigate this. Talk to uh, talk to an, an, a, a tax attorney. Talk to somebody who really knows because it's a very important decision. Even just hiring them for an hour to talk to you about which would be right for you, even if you are interested or determined to save some money by filling out the paperwork yourself. A lot of the tax attorneys and CPAs and people like that, they will make a a portion of their income by filing this stuff for you on your behalf. And then they become what's called a registered agent. So I have a tax attorney here who's a registered agent for both my businesses. And I pay him probably a hundred bucks a year to be registered agent. What does that mean? That basically means that uh, he is allowed or responsible for the filing of these kinds of documents. And if the state or IRS needs to get in touch with him or someone about issues like this, They'll get in touch with him. And it, usually he gets like one or two letters a year and he f- emails them to me. And he says, by the way, I got this. Okay. But it's, it's basically so you don't have to keep up with all the dates and all right. the filings and printing out the papers and taking them in and but sending them in. prior to moving to Texas and starting 5x5 Productions LLC here, I had never once used any kind of tax attorney or CPA to do anything about starting up the company. And... uh normally went fine. And once in a while I would find out when it was tax time, they'd be like, Oh, well you've been doing, you've been filing this, right? And like, no. Oh, you never filed this. You never did that. No. Oh crap. Well, you're going to have to pay a, you know, penalty for that. Late fees. Well, I never knew I had to file X, Y, Z. Well, you know, it's because you're not a CPA or you're not a tax attorney. They just know these things. Right. But typically (laughs) in most States uh, and, and in most parts of the country, it's pretty easy to do this kind of thing. It's pretty easy to go and, and I will provide some links in the show notes 
uh, 555.tv/quit/99 for the basic forms that you need to file with the IRS in order to. Uh, and I can't do it for each state, obviously, but that's what that earlier <laughs> right. link was there for. But to to create an S corporation to file what's called an S corp election. So basically, when you're creating a corporation as opposed to an LLC, you create a full on regular old C corporation for business profit corporation. You then have to file with the IRS something called an S election, which basically says, no, no, I'm not that big corporation. I'm going to be paying my taxes pass through to my personal taxes with an S corp election. You have to request being treated as an S corp election. They, they don't ever turn this down. Right. But it's just it, the the thing is called a request. Like if Apple to, suddenly tried to file as an S corp, no, they'd they, be like, yeah, they couldn't <laughs> do that. But you have you kind of have to do it when you're starting out. It's pretty easy uh, to to uh, transform yourself into a C corporation should you need to from an S corporation easier than it is going from an LLC. Now all of this stuff, uh, I, I I list it because. These are the basic things that people very often forget uh, or don't do or don't pay attention to Um, when they're starting out. They just start taking money and putting it into their personal account. It's just such a bad idea to do that. Um, You just you just can't do that. Oh Well, I'm a freelancer. It's my money. I made it. Well, no. Right. You chose to be a business. So it's different now. Um, you know, the, there's a lot to think about, and the the reality is, you can you can really read about all of this stuff. I put a few good articles into the show notes for you to review uh, as well, so that you can take your time and read it. And one of them is on a, a great site. They're a past sponsor of ours, not a current sponsor, by the way. Shame on them. <laughs> uh, but LegalZoom. Oh yes. You 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 can do all of this stuff on LegalZoom and they will you you go and you put in what kind of uh w- you know where where you what state you're in and they help you with all this business formation stuff. And, and they have these really cool like little checklists and stuff that you can you can do. They assemble everything for you. They can even file it for you. And obviously it's not free. But they answer a lot of the questions. Oh, and one more thing about a DBA. If you're filing to become an LLC or an S corporation, you don't need a DBA. So if I wanted to call my business five by five. And you and, already know you want to be an and LLC. I, I'm going to be an LLC or, an, or a corporation. I can go and uh, register my corporation five by five. Inc. or right. whatever I'm calling it. And I don't need to also get a fictitious name for right. five by five. That the LLC and the S Corps and all of that, that that bypasses everything Correct. else. Correct. Because that's like legit. It does it for you. <laughs> now if <laughs> me giving advice, that's like legit. <laughs> that's legit. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I here's something that's kind of cool in and I think you need to check your state, but if I wanted to call, let's say I call my company 5x5 Productions, LLC. That's the name of this. If I wanted to also do some additional business, um, you know, let's say we wanted to do software development and we said, I want to call, uh, you know, we had a fun name. We call it, you know, like um, Awesome Software, Awesome Software 
Bearded Bros Austin. <laughs> That's the name. Uh-huh. I could register that fictitious name with the state of Texas. As a DBA. As a DBA with the LLC at the end of it. Right. So we could be Austin Bearded Designer Dudes LLC. Because, and it would be a... And it, right. would, it would be a DBA for 5x5 Productions LLC. You can do that. And it's a legit business. Because... And, and no one even needs to know. So like I know a lot of people whose true business name could be like in, in your case, you might call it like Cook Design LLC. But you don't want to go by the name Cook Design LLC. You've come right. up with some other cool name because the domain was free or whatever. Right. You, you could get a DBA for that. And still operate as an LLC, and it's and and then you take that fictitious name, you take it to your bank, and you say, "Yes, I want to add this name to my account. Here is my registered filing with the." Right. Now, here's something interesting. Every the the company that that you come up with the name for your your LLC or S corp is going to be different by state. So, if you Hattie live in Austin, Texas, okay, and I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I want to start a company called 5x5 Productions, LLC. I would go on to the uh, Pennsylvania uh, Small Business Administration or Business Administration website. I would do a name search for 5x5. 5x5 Productions, LLC is not taken. No one's doing business under that name. Cool. That's what I'm going to register my LLC as. That's what I'm going to name it. Meanwhile, Hattie in Austin, Texas also has a business called 5x5 Productions LLC. Guess what? Doesn't matter. We can both have that name. We can both use that name. Even if we're in the same industry, we can both use that name. But if someone is doing business- Oh, and by the way, a fictitious name doesn't reserve the name for you for later- Right. So So if that's what you're worried about, (laughs) go ahead and If you register a fictitious name- Someone the very next day could start a company. An LLC under that name. Under that name and contest it and they, you'd lose your fictitious name, by the way. But what were you going to say? Uh, that if there's another company in town doing business under the same name, you have to request permission? That is true here in Texas. Right. That is not true in places like Florida. So, for example, in Florida, you could have 5x5 Inc., 5x5 Corp., 5x5 Incorporated, 5x5 Corporation, and 5x5 LLC, and they're all different. You could also have 5x5 Productions, LLC, Inc., Corp., Corporation, Incorporated. You could have 5x5 Radio, Inc., Corp., Corporation, Incorporated, LLC, all different. Right. 5x5 Partners, all different. Here in Texas, they're they're more strict about it, and if there's a 5x5 anything you have to request their permission in writing and they have to give you permission or not and you have contest to tell them it. like what type of business that's you're right. going to be doing so that's why is, i don't know like how the, all the companies here are called like longhorn they're all called longhorn and I'm everything. Like, did everyone just say yeah it's fine <laughs> i think i think they did and i don't really know if you really need that in order to register it or not or if that was just my tax attorney being cautious right but uh, another thing that I couldn't ever figure out is on that TV show, Silicon Valley. Remember that show? Yes. Here's something I didn't understand. Remember when he goes in, I'm not, this is not a big spoiler alert. He no. goes in and he's naming his company and the guy's like, oh, you're going to be a Nevada corporation. Don't worry about it. You know, where he's like, why Nevada? What's going on in right, Nevada? He's like, don't he's worry like, about it. I don't worry about it. You know, that's why I'm the attorney and you're not. Um, 
Right. A lot of people will not incorporate in the state that they're in. And you hear this a lot of like, oh, it's well, we're a Nevada corporation or we're they used to be Delaware. I've right? heard. Yes, I've heard of that. There are reasons why you might want to consider tax incorporating reasons? not tax reasons per se, as much as that. Yes, there are some tax reasons because they're not collecting income tax in those states. Those states make it very easy uh, for uh, for you to have a corporation operating out of state. But the problem is when you do that in other states, you might have to file as a what's called a foreign entity in order to do business in the state that you actually live in. So that can be a hassle. Um, they, it sounds like a mess. There are really good privacy issues with with uh, Nevada, Nevada. And, and Detroit so that like you can have a company there and, and no one knows who's a member and it's not filed publicly. And right. So there are advantages. But again... For most people, most of the time, it actually makes more sense to just create your company in the state you're in. Now, if you already know that, like, we've got a great idea, we're going to be taking investment, we're going to do in that case, just go to your tax attorney or CPA and say, should this be a Nevada corporation? And they'll probably say yes. And they, they can help you with that because it's different. But there, you have to have reasons to do that. And the, for a regular normal person, no, just go in your, in your regular state. Um, I've known people who have run their own small business who have uh, who have moved to a different state just on the border of that state because places like North Carolina has incredibly high state taxes, right? Uh, living in a place that doesn't have state taxes like Florida, like Texas, uh, you save so much money. Oh, you yeah. might say, oh, well, you know what? You're going to make it up in different ways. Property taxes are higher in those places. yes. That's true. Property taxes are quite high here in uh, in this part of Texas here, but it's still way less. Oh yeah, than I would be paying in in taxes as if I lived in uh, in in North Carolina, let's say. So that's something else to keep in mind. Um, we got to kind of wrap this up. I, I know. See. I was like, but <laughs> clock. Lot to say. Um, just, you know, there, there are a lot of steps and it does get very, very, very complicated when you start doing this. But my point about Silicon Valley was in one scene, the attorney's telling him, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to you're going to be uh, registering your corporation in Nevada. And then in the next scene, he's going and, and fighting with some dude who, who has, has a similar name, a similar name or the same name in California. Right. Now, technically speaking, that wouldn't matter unless I'm ignorant of the laws of California state, which I probably am. But I was confused by that as someone who has said that, look, I had before I moved to from Florida to Texas, I had five by five corporation. That was the company. Yeah. Five by five corporation, I think, was what I had in Florida. When I moved to Texas, there was already a five by five Corporation, corporation right. here. Well, wait a minute. How could they use that name if I was using it in Florida? Because it's different states. It's this happens on a state level, right? So I had to pick five by five productions LLC oh, when I, I like got that here. Better. Well, I like it too because I think of us as a production company, not a corporation, right? So that was fine, but I didn't understand in the show why it mattered. He had a. Nevada Corporation, who cares what some guy in it calling yeah. Pied Piper in uh, in California? It doesn't matter. He's Nevada Corporation. So I, w- I want to cry foul. I want to say continuity and error. And if somebody knows more, if somebody knows more tell us. Okay. Now, before we wrap up, 
our penultimate show. I would like to thank Wink. Wink. As I have to say it, Hattie. Wink. Like if you're tr- if you were trying to get a little cat to do wink. Or if they wink, wasn't they weren't looking at you wink, and like, wink. And it would kind of like look at me. Yeah. Wink. That's how I have to call it. Yeah. But they don't spell it with a K, they spell it with a C. W-I-N-C. They're a personalized wine club. How cool is that? It's a per- That's all you have to Hattie, say. It's a personalized wine club. I said, I don't hands up. The end. Drop the mic. Here's here's what they are. They find great wines and they they send them to you. Right? Yeah. And that's how it works. Because you're always out there like, how do I know a good wine to try? I want to try something new. I want to I want to I want it to be convenient. And I, I want to be personalized to like wander around to my own palate, my own taste. Yeah. Do so you go to Wink? You try their, you take their, what they call a, a little palate quiz where you answer questions about, oh, I like this, I like this, this is what kind of food I eat, whatever. Then they personalize their wine selections they send to you. And they're working with winemakers and growers from all around the world to make all their own wine. And then they send it to you right to your door. No risk because there's no membership fee. There's no cancellation fee. There's a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. And they're over there at uh, Club Club Dub, clubdub.com. Club W. C-L-U-B-W, clubw.com. You take the palate quiz, you register, and then boom. Okay, now Hattie, how did the, can't, can't the listeners get some kind of complimentary? Yes, they, uh, they're giving you, they're giving our listeners $20 off their first order uh, when they go to clubw.com slash quit, club the letter Club w. dub <laughs> dot com dot com slash quit slash quit and it gets even better why because everybody hates paying for shipping I hate it so wink will actually pay for your shipping on orders of four bottles or more nice so twenty dollars off your first order clubw dot com slash quit very nice thanks very much to uh, to them now you know what's interesting I, I have to say I have to say this we have chosen our words very carefully in that spot there's certain legalities there are certain things you must not say yeah it's interesting it's always so curious is, yeah, see welcome to other things you would not know i wonder if club dub is uh, a nevada company well and they they uh used to be club w or no it's wink it's wink started club w w-i-n-c that's the w is right it's it's what they call so, their yeah. club dub inc Oh, you just look it up? I'm looking it's at the bottom of their website. There you go. Club W Inc. And what is what about Wink? Wink is to me that says Wine Incorporated. <laughs> uh Wink is oh, what if I go to Wink? What's over there? So I like doing this for all companies. Wink is advertising Club Dub. Right. I believe they're one and the same. I, I think. think they are. Yeah, they founded Club Dub. That's their thing. Yeah. So anyway, go check out Club W. But this is something that's it's really interesting to to look this up. And you can go to your own, like every state has its own registry of companies where you can go there and you can like look up other companies. You can say, oh, you know, the this guy in the office next door to me, I wonder what they're all about. And you go there and it'll show you the registered officers. It'll show you all that stuff is public. 
You want to know about that? It's all public. Yeah, you can creep on anyone. You can creep it. Yeah, it's it's like so much Facebook more to so much businesses. more to say. Yeah. But now you understand, Hattie, why I say that be like a bird. That is to say, uh, don't do this unless you have to do it. And don't do it until you have to do it. Don't do it just in, well, I'm going to make a company set up just in case. Don't no. get brand new pencils and paper if you're not going to be using new pencils and That's paper. Right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, if you would like to get in touch with me, go to 5by5.tv slash contact and click the, uh, the link there for quit. This is if you've ever wanted to have your thing read on the show, ever. Next ep. This is it. This is your last shot, maybe. Remember, Maggie's going to have to be on the next episode. Yep. Because of the certain sponsor. Yep. We're excited about that. So, yeah, this could be the, it could be the last show. Maybe it's not. But all I'm saying is that this, Tune is, in this is your and chance. To find out. <laughs> this is your chance. 5x5.tv slash contact. Click the link for quit. Make sure you leave the subject line the way it is so I can see it. And, uh, and we'll get your, uh, your question on the air. If you want to get in touch uh, with me on uh, Twitter or Facebook, I'm, I'm not really looking at Twitter. Right. That might be a little bit of a topic. If you want Dan to see it and it's quit related, you can tweet me with the hashtag quit or something. Yeah, tweet us both. But uh, she is at Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird on Twitter. I'm, da- I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Uh, I, I have a Facebook page. <laughs> Yes. Now, I have I have a Facebook account, which is Dan. You keep Benjamin. asking me questions about Facebook, and I'm like, look, I don't know. Yes, because you're always on Minecraft now. You've yeah, forgotten I've, all your Facebook yeah, knowledge, just crafting and making and whatever. Crafting tables and you know, it's kind of the zombie creepers. So you uh, you can you can tweet us there, but if you want to connect, if you want to engage with me. As a brand. As a brand on Facebook. <laughs> the brand Dan Benjamin. I Well, see, here's the thing is, Dan Benjamin is was already my name on Facebook. Your, your, you mean your URL ending? My URL ending. That's me. Slash but, Dan Benjamin. And I, my understanding is you can't change that once you have it, which is fine. I like it. That's fine. But what you said is, Dan, you, you said you, you need a page. I said, I know I need a page. What does that mean? And you said you go and you you make a page and then you interact with people and engage with people as the page. That way, an, uh, you don't have to friend someone for them to see the stuff that you're posting. Well, you don't have to friend someone and also you won't now be friends with them and their stuff won't be showing up in your... Right, because like, no, no offense. Page feed. No offense. See, I don't know what anything's but called. I don't want to friend every single person and hear who, about their car that broke down and their mother's hip surgery and things like that. You're you know, like, like, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> maybe I want to hear about the hip surgery. Maybe I don't, you <laughs> right. know, but I do know that like it, I, I don't nec- You want it to be more of a one way street. <sighs> a little bit. I want to be able to engage with my brand to, toward them, but <laughs> your I, brand at them. <laughs> I don't want, I, I want them to be able to see all the updates and everything else. Uh, with without me having to reciprocatively friend them back. Right. So instead of going to friend me at Dan Benjamin on Facebook, I you you gave me a name. You gave me a name on Facebook. I said what I can't use Dan Benjamin. I have to use my page has to have something else. And you said, I said here's some choices that I have and whatever. 
The one that you said is use real Dan Benjamin. I guess. That's I what mean, I know. I did it. So it's too late. so that people don't. I, it's too late. Create a bunch of fake pages. I don't know. I don't know what else to use. Right. Like that's so it's your real, name. So it's real Dan Benjamin is my page on Facebook. <laughs> Go and engage. So that's what you. Follow it. You can follow it. And you can also like you it. You can like it. I don't know. If they always someone, say like me and follow me on blah insert service here. If they, if they, here's my question. If someone likes the real Dan Benjamin page, which that just has, shows up in the likes, it has no difference than what I post on my regular page, except that I would just posting it as the page, right? Which is me. Yes. <laughs> if you like it, you're not going to still see updates from it, though. You have to I, follow it, right? Right. You have to follow that page in order to see updates on it. Right. So follow. Real Dan Benjamin on Facebook Ugh, to engage with that. me and I will engage you right back and I can't wait to do it. <laughs> so that's it. 5x5.tv slash quit slash 99. We'll be back next week for our maybe final show ever. Who knows? Who knows? Could be the end. Bye. Bye.